Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Gary gets here. Walks across the dead ball line. Now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes. Changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom Trapp. My goodness. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Patton George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams. We're back for NRL Supercoach Round 6. Boys, I'm going to get straight, straight into it. Some massive, massive team news coming out of the sides. They dropped a bit over half an hour ago. Spite, Jared Croker's been named for the Raiders. How good is it, boys? That is like, you know, regardless of what else happens this round, it's, it's going to be successful seven days for everyone. It's just good to see. I don't, if the Raiders are going terrible, I don't mind. Like, <laughs> just throw the season away. Just get Tootie's his 300th game. Uh, the other big news, Mr. Adam DeRussi, Quantum CEO, Supercoach Gunn. Jermaine Hopgood on the bench. That is throwing a cat amongst the pigeons, mate. It is a cat amongst the pigeons. Hello, mate. Um, and the fact he plays on Monday is the, other, oh. is the other challenge. So we won't know if there's any late changes until the last game of the round. So that, yeah, that does create some questions. Yeah, so last week, TLT, we know it fluctuates every single week, but it was very tame. This week, there's, there was a heap come out of it, so we've got a fair bit to get to. Uh, Spy, we will start with you, mate. I think it was a pretty good week for the SC Playbook panel uh, across the board, all, all 10 of the contributors, however many there are. Pretty good weeks all around. Uh, how'd your boys end up? Yeah, we've been probably as a team a little bit slow to start the season, um, but we'll obviously be steaming home, don't you worry about that. Uh, as for myself... 1300 plus baby finally uh, <laughs> i know a lot of people did it but it was just nice to have a successful weekend like, yeah, you're, across you're the board. 50 percent of super coaches. yeah don't worry about that i took it um <laughs> actually it was coming off i had like my birthday celebrations and it was one of the biggest weekends i've had in about five years so i've stepped up again um on the back of that performance but yeah, i did check on monday i was like maybe it wasn't as good as i thought but the team set up well i'll say it every week and it's actually looking better and better and we'll get to it later but you look at trades and stuff and i'm just itching to have a little crack at a few little moves but opportunities keep presenting themselves and i'm like just stay true stay true to the course and we'll we'll find some movement moving forward but yeah it's good good weekend uh, i've got some wakey wakey boost vitamin juice here to get me through we've been uh, in the studio and a cup for of 10 tea. minutes and you've dropped wakey wakey <clears throat> super ultra boost five times in five minutes mate it must be good stuff i'd never heard of it till then i just went down to woolies because in all sorts and just doing a job so <laughs> much like uh, jacob preston it's obviously got something about it. Spe- you need a sponsorship now, man. Yeah, that's what, that's what he's pushing for. Speaking yeah. of ads, uh, Jacob Preston, uh, you know, I, I got a lot of the raps for finding Jacob Preston, but, mate, uh, I, I did credit you on Twitter. You, you were the driving force behind it and tunned up on the weekend for us. About to make a ton more, mate. I think he's the, the highest earning play, cash cow so far this season. We're both at the game on the weekend. You with the boys after the game. Firstly, how's that? Secondly, how's the side looking? Uh, well, it was fantastic. The win was amazing. So, as you, as you know, I was just stoked, stoked that they got that win. So, it was great. And Preston played amazing. He, he's just going so well. For a guy who's, who's played, what, five games, he just looks like a genuine genuine first grader. So he's Did going it with really nine well. fingers on the weekend as well. <coughs> yeah. I don't, maybe even eight. I don't know exactly what the injury was. <laughs> Ima- but he, imagine uh, him pushing Viliama Kiki out of the right edge. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, he put it this way, he's a very good cover on the left edge. Isn't he ever? He played unreal. But... Um, 
Yeah, so I, and I just think his try scoring ability. We've seen it now, three tries in five yeah. weeks. So he's, he's looking good. Um, my team, I got similar to you guys actually. I think we all scored about the same. I got thirteen hundred nine, so not bad. Didn't really feel like I made up any ground mm. on, on the field. But uh, at least I didn't lose any ground this week. Mm. So getting back there. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> Every single week on this panel, we're trying to get someone closer to the mic. <laughs> uh, the Stallions, a bit the same, mate. I, I sort of, it's funny how it works. Last week, despite the Nico Hines debacle, I sort of thought that I had had quite a poor week. I was going to go flying down the rankings. I think I dropped about a thousand spots or so, not owning Nico. This week, thought I had a really good week, 12.85, and sort of looked at the scores at the end of the round. I don't tend to look sort of through it too much throughout the round because there's so many updates that come in and whatnot. I keep a bit of an eye on it, obviously. But, uh, yeah, so 12.85, so happy with the score. Once again, really happy with the team and how it's all set up. Obviously, no 900k worth of Nico City on my bench this week, so possibly the smallest silver lining ever to not only in the last two weeks. But... Uh, Hopefully in a position now where the moves start to, to come forward, the cash has come in, so feeling happy about the side. So 20,000, so definitely want some good moves coming there. Matty the Waterboy, you, you're not a one-hit wonder, mate. You had a, an enormous week two weeks ago and you've backed it up. Yes, pretty happy. I, uh, a bit like yourself, Spy, I was pretty, pretty stoked for my score on the weekend, not knowing that everyone else got 1,300, but <laughs> I was one of those... Um, four million people that passed 1300 so I was, <laughs> oh. I, was, I was pretty stoked with that yeah what'd you get mate <laughs> oh sorry I got 1309 and my ranks up to slowly slowly getting there we're up to 22,000 now yeah oh, I've still so got you by 22 1300 9 22,000 there you go there you go wow yeah. yeah. don't leave your laptop open again after this no. you'll sneak yeah. over and have a little look Bloody there was actually one thing that did happen last week. I was sitting here and I slammed this desk and said, oh, "I'm being decisive from now on," and had my so <laughs> Wednesday nights. I normally have a look like basically that's when the week settles a little bit for me. I get home on Wednesday night. Uh, the wife's out often on a Wednesday night, so I sit down and just do a bit of extra extra work. And I can't remember the ins and outs of it, but I've sort of realised I actually may not need Garrick. Uh, and there was a few new formulas and numbers around that. And I went, oh, no, this is after I've just said he's coming in. I'm getting a boost. So I decided not to get him because I wanted to save the boost. And there was a few other little things. And him only scoring 80 in a game, he could have scored 180. Oh, my God. Uh, we were watching at the pub the start of my big weekend. And he could have had four. So he could have had eight if they just went left with Schuster. Luckily, he was out. That was the other reason. Schuster was out. So that made a difference. But... Yeah, got away with that one. So I feel like after the Nico incident the week before, um, I'm back to 50-50. So, you beauty. Sounds like they'll make an ESPN 30 for 30 on this weekend of your spy. A bit happening. Yeah. It was good. It was real good. I would say <laughs> if, your, if your formula or data says you don't need Ruben Garrick, I would check the formula. The data, formula. I, I think he's uh, he's a top four CTW. Sure. I'll send it through to Quantum, mate. Yeah, but we'll I'll give you the tip. He'll be in by next week. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. You got away with the delete. Watching that game, like I, I did bring him in. Very happy with him for 81. But as you said, Spy could have gone so, so high. The killer news was that when Heimel Hunt got ruled out, Dom Young came in and Marju, who were thinking, all right, mm. Garrick is going to walk through Marju on this edge. Flipped to the edge, so he had Dom Young, who's also not the best defender, but he's not on Marju levels. I think it was nearly the first try of the game, and Marju just came flying <laughs> off his line, and Tui Plotu just walked over. He just sat there going, that should have been Garrick. <laughs> You've got it in for poor Marju. Marju, in <laughs> fairness, nearly got Garrick on the other side of the field. Yeah. It wasn't far off him. Crikey, oh. he came a long way out of line, yeah. big fella. Hey, Mar Marju with ball in hand, probably the best winger in the NRL. He had more of a go than Lockie Miller in defence. Oh, <laughs> that was funny. We were watching this game, so I've avoided Nico for one more week. <laughs> Skipped Tommy Chaboyevich and brought in instead of essentially Nico, Ruben Garrick. Then Amale went straight through, and I'm just going sweet. Tip on to Tommy. Tip on to Tommy. And Miller just backpedals till he hits row Z of the stadium. I was like, no, okay, don't worry about that one. And then there was the one where Tommy, all he had to do, had it on a platter for Garrick on his chest and he hit him on the knees and they dropped it. It would have been about an 80-point play. Anyway, let's move on. Nothing. Being bitter gets you nowhere, fellas. Oh, it was funny, though, when Lockie Moore, as he realised it, he obviously thought he was on the 10. He looked down and went, oh, no. <laughs> Poor bugger. Lockie Miller anyway. owned Hamole in Supercoach. That's why he did it. <laughs> uh, boys, today's show, the key takes from Team this Tuesday. Plenty in there. Ads will go through your true player ownership data, some bits of gold in that, as always. Podwatch, we're going to drop one point of difference player each at sub-10% ownership. 
hot topics for the week. Some big chat around the 5'8". Nobody knows where to go with Adam Dewey or like there's players like Munster, Dylan Brown who are dropping in cash. There are no real standards. No one, no one really wants to be stuck with Schuster and Isaiah Katoa there. So really, really a lot of questions around that this week. Uh, we'll look at things such as, is it too late on Jacob Preston, too late on Reese Walsh, our round six trades and skippers, and then a few questions to wrap it up. Starting off with Team List Tuesday, boys, Jonah Pezzett is out. I mean, I think we warned people, you know, we get a lot of things wrong, we had a few things right. Only got his 30-odd last week, really gritty win by the, no- uh, the Storm, I should say, but got his 30, made about 90k, and now, unfortunately for those owners, he is out of the 17, so I uh, just... You need to turn him into, if you don't own Nico or Cleary, within the next two weeks pretty quickly. So that might have been a couple of trades in 90k value. If you do own him, it'd be, you just hope he comes onto the bench game day because he'd still have a yeah, massive sure. break even. Yeah. It could play 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, it just hasn't quite fallen that way because I thought he's so good. He's got to be in and around the mark there for a spot in that 13 at some point if things don't truly click for the Storm. But yeah, if we can play. Joey Manu at fullback out of Joseph Swilly for the Roosters. Big watch on him in coming weeks. Obviously, Teddy will come back at fullback down the track, but when Manu hopefully does bottom out, we can have a look at him. Maxi King, Jacob Preston, both under an injury, injury cloud but have been named in a little bit of doubt, so keep an eye on those two, but hopefully we'll be good to go. Alex Johnston out for the Bunnies. Junior Totola back early for the Bunnies in the middle. Much needed there. Ruben Cotter back for the Cowboys. Griffin Neem being named on the edge. Uh, a big one, boys. No Luke, uh, Liam Martin, no Luke Garner for Penrith. Adds this confirms 80 for the most week's most trading player, Zach Hosking. Got to get him in, don't you? I think so, yeah. Mm. I think I, I, I know you guys have been saying that. And last week I was thinking, oh, I've got to watch this guy to see if he's really worth bringing because he's not mm. that cheap, right? He's still high 400s. Yeah, 458, I think. And then when I sc- he nearly scored a try. <laughs> and then he did score a try. And I'm like, okay, now his price is going to be so high. In terms he is. Of, he's just guaranteed to make money. But also, you can see he does score tries. So, yeah, I'm I'm a believer now. He's a kind of bloke as well. It's he'll make money. He's a potential keeper, uh, and if not, you move him on in a few weeks for that cash value. I just think I spoke about it just a few minutes ago. But I'm sort of wanting to make a couple of moves away from the pack. But at the moment, these opportunities are presenting. They're almost too hard to pass up. Mm. You just take them now, build that bank, and then you can sort of. Yeah. There's plenty of time to go to do something a little bit different as we go. I, I don't think season. now is the time for those moves. Now yeah. is the time for cashing in. Just consolidate. You can make the moves later. Yep. Uh, and and I mean. Ed, by having your high squad value come around 8 to 10 or whatever it might be, that's when you've got the money to play with and go, I don't need to chase cheapies when sort of other sides might and I'll mm. go the pod play. Definitely. And, and the pod play is not often, sorry, not always, you know, going your bloke who's battling and not scoring that well. It might be the bloke who's gone whack, whack, whack and he's all of a sudden 800k and caught everyone off guard. You know, Jeez, I want him, but no one else can get him. And you go, well, I can. I'll just get him anyway. Him. Just speaking of 800k value, you flick past that quickly, but Joey Manu, the greatest super coach fullback basically in yeah. history. Um, I mean, unfortunately, his break even is about 150. Yeah. But if it wasn't, I mean, you could. that's the kind of move you wanted to have a crack. That's he, it. he could come out and get 150 this weekend and you could captain him. Uh, then you flick him down to like a Garrick the week after. But it'd be ballsy because yeah. you could lose a heap of cash. But I think the other concern is, and look, we, we may know by kickoff, but there's still a chance Joseph Sawilly plays there. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise yep. me one bit. In fact, I, I'm still leaning towards that he does. Okay. Uh, Sonny Luke returns off the bench for the Penny Panthers. Hold on my radar next week. Josh Schuster returns at 5-8. Spy, we spoke about him last week. Ads, do you have Schuster slash you getting him in? I've got him, yeah. I've got him. Yeah. I'm not super excited about it, but he's cheap enough, so. Yeah. I, I mean, Spy, yeah. you spoke about him last week. You, you weren't getting him in last week. Is anything changed? Are you looking at him this week? I'm going to save my Schuster question for trade chat later on because right. it's actually really important as to where I go. Mm. Jared Croker, 291 NRL games, back for the Raiders in the centres. If he can inspire us to a boil over over the Broncos, go status. Bringing him in this week, Timo, captain him. Captain. Yeah. Captain coach of the Coombs Downings this week. Isaac Fasul Malawi being named on the bench for the Titans. Four forward bench for them. 200k, negative break even. Boys, we won't go into all the, the options at the moment, but it's a real tough spot front row forward at the moment uh, because particularly for those of us, myself included, who, who started with, you know, say one gun front rower and 
Stefano Udicamano, lots did, and then they'd have, like, say, a Pele and Davey Moali on the bench. Davey Moali, 30-odd last week. Totola comes back this week. It's, it's just not happening. Uh, Franklin Pele gone for six straight weeks. Whether you move him on or you're sitting there until something better comes along and you think, oh, all good, we'll just hope that the, the gun and the Stefano go well for a few more weeks and hold their spots, nothing goes wrong. Stefano's got the buy next week for the Tigers. So this is where people are also looking for cash to bring in Nico Hines or Ruben Garrick or Jacob Kiraz. Ads, do you like? Isaac for Malawi at 200k. It's, it's like... You can see why people would do it, freeing up a little bit of cash. But if you're moving Moali down to him or Pele, you're not really earning much anyway. Mm. What do you reckon? I haven't actually seen him play, so I've missed their games. He's owned by 10% of the top 1,000, which surprised me a little bit already. She's gone early on him. Yeah, so I was surprised by that. I I mean, I'm in the same boat as what you're talking about where I've got uh, Stefano as my second front rower. I'm probably going to look to upgrade rather than downgrade those other blokes. Because like you say, it's not freeing up cash. And I'm not sure he's he's uh, like the solution longer term. It's not like he's going to be a starter. I'd I'd rather turn Stefano into a starter that that maybe I maybe look at a guy who I think is going to play during those buy rounds mm. later on. I have a look, but then they'll have a buy as well. If you're only running two front rows at some stage, then so say you get your yeah true tarp then they have a buy. So where's your coverage? Like, I'm hoping someone comes along at some point. I'm just not sure he's the guy yet. And maybe those other guys make a bit of cash, but... And, and, and yeah. that's it. I think ads, they don't, like, especially for a third front row forward that's sitting on your bench that you're not playing, they don't have to be good. They can they can go out there and, and get half front mids and get you 40 to 45. If you have to play them as a one week, it's sweet. But at the moment, when it's Pele and Moali for a lot of people, it's mm. like, oh. Tell you what, last week when I bought in Kepi over Garrick... Everyone thought I was mad, but not anymore. Yeah, you got about 35 in about 85 minutes. 39, take it. Play him next week, don't you worry about that. Yeah. He's more more startable than um, Moala. In all seriousness, though, the reason I did do it was because in that event I don't have a front row. I do hope he played 45 minutes again. If he can get me 45 the week I need him, whereas that Isaac, uh, young Isaac, he might... (laughs) You've been so good at that last name, mate. Well, you know, I was about to say it, and then I'm like, after the weekend, I had, let's not do it. Um, but he might play 20 minutes and be basically worthless. So I don't like it. Yeah. Young Fasu Mala Awi. Yeah, yeah, you've done it. Well done, mate. <laughs> and there, so the 4-4 bench doesn't help either. Yeah, I don't like it. Tohu Harris returns for the Warriors. Happy days to anyone held him. Murata um, Corey's out suspended. William and Greg, uh, people might be looking at sort of him as a that potential front row spot as well. But Junior Bolo is out suspended for one more week, so he'll come back in there. Adam Dewey named in the halves. Come on! Spy, you've obviously <laughs> got some pretty strong feelings about it. He's getting more and more confident every week, isn't he, Ads? Cocky, almost. Uh, co- cocky. Good word, uh, Adam Dewey, you... Sorry, I'm passionate, guys. <laughs> you like him in the halves, mate. Oh, he's he's a out-and-out out six. He's not a seven. He's And you watch him on the weekend. He can play. He can play one like I can play one. He can position himself all right. He'll have a crack. He can pass and kick. He's not real bloody quick though. Comparing to Walsh on the weekend, and like you just cannot have him as your fullback. He just, and I know he's probably carrying that foot, but get him at six. He can take the right options. He can kick. That first, he's the first receiver. I just really like it for the Tigers and Super Coach. He's just going to get so much more opportunity, and I'm so happy to hold him now. Uh, he's full to be on the mend. I'm stoked because he got named at one again. He, it just limits that upside mm. hugely. Yeah, he's a. He's a reluctant hold for me because of the bye next week and because the Tigers are horrible. Um, both hopefully both they fair can, points. Hopefully they can turn a bit of a corner. But the other thing is he's got a break even about 60 to 65. Might, might be 69, actually. I think he's almost bottomed out, I think, anyway in price. So it's like I think we've lost much value in the trade anyway. And what you'll find with him at 5'8", he makes like 20-plus tackles. He runs the ball, uh, repeat sets, offloads, tackle bus, goal kicks, mm. like all that stuff. At fullback, he just has like his 15 runs, <coughs> maybe an offload. There's That's not it. much to it. Okay. So I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. And th- the ploy might be down the line if we can get some money. To pair Dewey and Dylan Brown or something going into Origin, that could be awesome. So That's the plan sooner yeah. rather than later, I think. Yeah. Um, that's if Dewey does prove to be a hole, because it could either just be him to Dylan Brown when he bottoms out as well. Yeah. And we'll probably know this weekend, like, Parra's defence hasn't been fantastic, so it's a good watch at six just to Tell see. them up in this fixture last year. Yeah, Hastings from 65 <laughs> out. Yeah. It was an absolute cracker. Yeah. So nearly the last win. Like, not even joking. 
Uh, yeah. You do your own do it? I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm same as you, mate. Reluctant hold. Yeah. Hoping that he does what the spy says. I'm, I'm waiting for Dylan Brown to bottom out in price, but I think that's a little while off. So yeah. I also think that Brooks is seeing less and less ball for for certain reasons, which means Dewey's just going to see so much footy this weekend. Um, Charlie Stone's running off him. I'd, honestly, I think he'll go really well Sunday, Arvo, as long as that foot's semi-okay. That's mm. the only real concern for me there. Sean Lane is back for the Eels, starting on the edge. Well, gee, I hope he goes to the bench and builds into match finish so we get him cheap, but... Named on the edge, Ryan Madison at lock, Jermaine Hopgood on the bench. The most owned player in the game, Ads, surely. Yep. Most owned player in the game. He was already the fourth most sold. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, not a chance you'll be selling a forward like that. So early on in his NRL career, we've seen his ceiling with two tons to, in the first two games of the season. Now he's on the bench. Doesn't help that he's playing on Monday because we won't know later. My suspicion is that he starts. All last year, Ryan Madison was an impact forward off the bench and he was a vital part of that. Even if not this week, next week when Junior Borlo's back, because I think they'll go back to that exact same rotation, I still think Hopgood starts. Regardless, though, you know, maybe Maddo eats up into some Hopgood's wins. Look, I still think he's that good that he's a 65-minute player. He'll play all three origin rounds. Which is enormous. I'm, I'm thinking of holding. What are you doing, Ads? Probably holding. I think I'll hold this week just because just we don't know all those, the answer to all those questions. And his break-even's only 45, as we were talking about before the show. So I think because of that, I will hold. But like, when you say 65 minutes, like, where are the minutes going to come from? Who's not going to play? Matto, you'll think. Cardi. So, so, so yeah, Carl has been playing 80, hasn't he? I mean, he's on an edge, but they'll yeah. find him minutes, surely. It's yeah. a fair question. And like... Bolo has been playing massive minutes. Uh, Campbell Gillard has been playing really big minutes. Maddo's been playing big... So there's one. Like Maddo, even in the last two weeks, has come back and played, what, 70, 70 or 75 minutes or something. He, I expect, will go to a bench roll and come on and play the 50 to 55 he played last year, maybe 60. We saw earlier on in the season, Brad Arthur just... He didn't want to use any of his bench forwards. He's got mm. no faith in him. Mm. And then you've got... Jermaine Hopgood busting his ass. I, I like. I'm backing talent. What do you see? Like he hasn't missed a beat this season. He's missed a few tackles. Missed a few tackles. Oh, he hasn't missed a beat, but he's missed a few tackles. Like, I, I rate him. Like I, I, I love watching him from mm. a supercoach point of view. But there's a couple of times where I thought, okay, he's thrown a couple of um, offloads to ground and, mm. and to an intercept and missed a few tackles. So maybe Brad Arthur doesn't love yeah. that. I, I don't know. I, I want him to play 65 so we can keep him in yeah. from a supercoach point of view, but. But Maddo is a more proven NRL player than Hopgood, surely. He is, but I think there's room for both. Um, yeah, as long as they get rid of Cartwright. That's got to be the solution. But then, Surely. Yeah. Cartwright back to the bench even. Like. All of a sudden, uh, look, I, I think that Maddo wasn't great on the edge last week. He did move to the middle, but he started on the edge and was a little bit ordinary in D. But, yeah. Uh, Spy, what are you doing? Oh, 100% hold. It's actually frustrating given the people are selling him that he won't potentially see 80 this week. Mm-hmm. But if he goes into a game knowing he's playing his 60-odd minutes, he's going to hook right in. And I think some of the stuff you spoke about, mate, uh, he's missed a few tackles by making 50 in 60-side mm-hmm. minutes. The first two rounds, he played a normal... The much. first one was he missed the one on Harry Grant in that golden point one, and he yeah. played 84 minutes yeah. in the first game it's of the like season. like his 60th but, tackle. Uh, yeah. He threw that offload chasing points yeah, later in another game. game. He's, a little, almost, he's yeah. a little bit raw in defence. Maybe he's getting up mm. for those one-on-one tackles, but I think he finds it. For me, I just don't need, know why you need to panic. He'll play all three of the major bye weeks. If he comes through the next week or two and he plays 45 minutes... Sure, we can sell him, but he's not going to lose money. So I'm a stronghold on him. I think he'll be really good still. Uh, but there's, it's easy to reassess in a week or two if needed. Big, big question this week. Just we'll quickly, uh, he actually, I'm just having a quick look now. He only averages 68 minutes a game this year anyway, and he's averaging 80 points. Yeah. So, I mean, if he plays his 60, oh, it's, he's bloody good. So, yeah. like, it's, I'm, I think if he plays his 60 to 65, he's a hold through <coughs> the buys anyway. Yeah, and he's not worth a heap of money either. So even if you're scared and you don't play him this week and, and you're weighed or whatever, but I don't know. Yeah, he's sweet.
Guys, Freddie and I are lucky enough to be tying the knot at the moment. You're probably panicking about the cost of the wedding and the honeymoon. Reduce the stress by having a yarn to Paddy and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. The boys can help you get a quick loan without any built-in hidden fees or penalties for paying off the loan early. They get you the best rate possible and you'll have the money within 24 hours. That is unreal. It's a super easy process. Only needs a message to make it happen. The boys will also make sure there's no nasty surprises and no exit fees, all with one low monthly repayment. Best of all, they'll give you a free plan worth $129 because you listen to this podcast. So if you're getting in contact, make sure you mention you're an SC Playbook listener. Cannot stress enough just how easy it is. If you don't, you don't have to pick up the phone. Next time you're on Instagram, having a scroll, flick them a message on Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice. If you're not on Instagram, go to any of the articles on the SC Playbook website. There's an email, QR code, phone number if you do want to call them, if you're old school, everything you need there. Ads, let's get into your true player ownerships for round six, round five, round six, whatever you want to call it, mate. Uh, what caught your eye? Okay, there's a few things. I'll, I'll just go through them pretty quick by position. So, Reese Walsh, maybe it's because I'm a non-owner. <laughs> this jumps out at me, but he's now owned by 80% of the top like 5,000 teams. Four. So wow, yeah. So as a non-owner, that's like that's a huge thing for me to be running up against because he's just killing it. At centre, Lockie Miller owned by forty percent of the top hundred. You know what? I had <coughs> as my I had a brief look at your stats before when I was doing putting my team analysis together, and I saw Lockie Miller today. And I thought that was a great example of your stats showing that so highly under the top one hundred, obviously because he's been essentially a pod and he's yeah. gone so high then what he goes down to top 20,000 it drops in half essentially yeah it's like 12% of the top 100,000 yeah. so he's he's killing it um, if you look at the top teams they're skewed towards Miller, Karaz and Garrick who are all killing it Jackson Paulo 3% he's one of the highest scoring that's a great anyone who got on him oh, gee he looks good yeah, I don't think South fans from last year because <laughs> they were all they were all filthy on him and he's He's looking like a superstar at the Roosters. Yeah, he's good. Greg Marcy is currently at 3% of the top 500. None, no one in the top 100. Wow. Um, they've obviously listened to you about defence. 5.8. Mainly here, Munster and Brown. They're both, they're both owned by less than 20% of the top teams. And ultimately, you think that's where we're all heading. It's just a case of when we'll get mm. there. So they're still pods for people who own them. Halfback. Halfback is more around uh, Cleary and Hines. So now we're up to... 55% of the top 1,000 have Cleary and Hines. It's not so bad. It's, yeah, it's I mean, I, su- I suppose the fact that Cleary turned up alongside the masses who flocked to Nico last week probably reflects that, doesn't it? Yeah, but even like 40% of the top 20,000. So you don't, right? So you're not no, like, I don't. Yeah. I will next week when he's back, but... 7% of the top 100 have got Sean Johnson. It's a blast from the past. Jesus. We'll, talk about, we'll talk about SJ shortly. Second row, uh, Zach Hosking's already a 13% of the top teams. So it's about double overall. Uh, what else have we got here? Cameron Murray's gone way down, so he's now lower than Fafita. So Fafita, there's more people than Fafita than Cameron Murray. If Cam Murray wasn't, if 2RF wasn't so stacked, I'd be jumping on Cam Murray so quickly. Yeah, but he's stacked, isn't it? It's just there are too many good buys there. Jacob Preston's up to 86% of the top 1,000. At front row, okay, your man Tarpanay, 30% of the top 1,000. So nice, he's nice. lower. Whereas Payne Haas is like 90 of the top 100 or 88 of the top 100. Yeah. Then you get a guy like Tino, uh, who's less than 10%, but he's the second highest scoring front row, I think. Hooker, nothing major doing there. The other one was just last week's captaincy choice I thought was interesting. So, because we were all thinking about, oh, who do you captain, who do you captain? Pretty much... Everyone who had Nico Hines captained him. Did they? Not quite, yeah. So of the top 1,000 teams, 78% captain Hines last week. And, a- and only 93% owned him. Isn't it funny how people would have sat there and deliberated over who do we go, who do we go, him and Tommy Turbo, they're about the exact same in the yeah, end. Yeah, basically in the end everyone said, I, I want to go Hines. So, uh, I mean, they were both, what about 1-5, 1-10-ish, <coughs> Nathan Cleary, another... He played earlier, so he was the more obvious vice captain. He was 124. They were all around about the exact same mark. This is a funny thing. And even people who looped, I think three of the top 100 looped Cleary. And then I think they probably ended up like marginally better off maybe by doing it. But mm. they obviously lost some in the looping. No major changes really, was no, it? No, so the captain yeah. ended up, it was, it was a roller coaster weekend for everyone, but it actually didn't in the end make a Hardly difference. Impacted. Especially with so many captaining on. So. Yeah. Just no, no, worth noting that, all three of those skippers as well could have gone 180 plus. Yeah. Like it's just earlier in the year it was harder to do, but 
Tommy could have done it. Nico was on track to do it and Cleary <laughs> was firing. Like they, it's just erupting a little bit, those class players. So yeah, you don't want to miss that score. So you try to get them in and that's, that's the logic around that. I think it's fair to say at half time, Timmy was a little bit worried about not having <laughs> Holy moly. Nico as captain. <laughs> well, I watched the, watched the first half <laughs> with Guru uh, at the, the pub at Olympic Park. We went to the Doggies game after with ads. And he was on, like, he had a try just 80 seconds into the game. Thankfully, it went to Wilton. I was like, all right, I'll cop that because I've got Wilton. But then, what, he was about 85 at half time. That was one of the hardest watches of my life. Yeah. And then <laughs> he put scored about five in the second and half. And the Warriors just had all the ball as dominated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got out of that one, tell you what. <laughs> I mean, the Warriors could have done it from the first minute and he would have got 40. That yeah, on one nice hand, you're like, he could have got 40. On the other hand, he could have scored 230. So I thought probably, he was going to get 230. <laughs> anyway. I would not have made this podcast if he went 2.30. I'd still be drinking. A month off. <laughs> uh, boys, point of difference play. Who have we got? I, I like now that we, we do, as you said, Spy, start building a bit of a bank. We, we look to sort of skew away from each from other sides and not as important to sort of follow the crowd. Let's look at, I mean, it doesn't have to be under 10% ownership, but when we look at point of difference players, generally sub 20% ownership. I like to go sub 10% ownership. I'll start with you, mate. Who'd you find? I started going through the list. There's actually a heap. So I haven't oh, written them all down, but I've just actually noted two teams I think you can target. One is the Eels uh, and the other one is South. So mm. any guys from that who might have massive ownership, I think they could well go on a run. Um, I think a lot of the guys in there who could go well potentially cover buys as well. Like someone mentioned Sevo on Twitter, someone like that. Saw a Sevo yeah, question. I yeah. like that left edge. You could go bananas on Monday if the Tigers Big break get, even. Yeah. Big, it's a fun, big break even. He hasn't looked great. The Tigers match up. Yeah, on a Sunday. Oh, Monday, Arvo. Um, Dry weather, like he could explode. Uh, I really like, I don't mind the Mitch Moses play, but you're probably going to want Hines next week. So it's a one-week play. Is it worth a trade? Maybe not. But Mm. um, Eels for me. And then the South Boys, just like... If you're going to go Moses, just go (coughs) Dylan Brown. Just just do it. Exactly. Good call. Uh, And then like South Boys, like uh, Cody Walker, Alex Johnson, Campbell Graham. I think they're all pretty good shouts this time of year. So I try to do that where I sort of look at a team and their run and... I think they're sort of due to explode, and I think those those might be the guys. Sean Lane soon, not this weekend, but um, yeah. oh, he's so good, he's so good. Add to you find, mate. I'm not making any of these changes yet, but the guys I'm keeping an eye out. One is, <coughs> but me, Teddy. <coughs> yes, like Teddy's now down to two percent of the top one thousand teams, yeah. and because so many of those teams oh. are locked into Turbo and Reese Walsh, like I don't know why you would sell either of those if you own them. Whereas for me, because I don't have Reese Walsh, so I will look to upgrade to have Teddy as a pod against Walsh. So that's I'm pretty and happy about that. Pod. Yeah, that'd be good. And how uh, much money? Like so much money. Be cheap. Yeah. Like yeah. whether you've got Walsh or not, the fact you can pick him up for that price yeah. will be incredible. I'll upgrade someone like a, even like a Cam Pereira. Make money we'll on, be able on the to turbo trade. And make money <laughs> on that trade, which would be crazy. <laughs> the other guys I'm looking at, yeah, the Parramatta second rowers slash locks. I'm looking at both of them. So Lane and Madison. Not so much now, but definitely before they, maybe earlier than everyone else mm. and before those buy rounds because Parramatta playing <coughs> round 13 and 16. So, and I don't think either of those guys will play Origin. And I think 19 so. as well. So just lock them in, but you're right. If you can yeah. get them a they week did, or two before. Three. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's there's, there's yeah. the other one around, Hopgood. Uh, around Origin with Junior Borlo, he'll play Origin. So there's more minutes for him in those big weeks. Sorry, yeah. mate. No, that's right. So, that, so I like those Parramatta back rowers. The other bloke that I thought, actually, when I looked at I was just looking at ownership versus where players are actually scoring. The other guy that's really under-owned for how he's scoring is um, Kalama Tungi from South. Mm. I think he's the second highest scoring second rower. He's only owned by 5% of teams. I, I'm not going to bring him in, but you just mentioned South's having a good run. Yeah, I like, like it. He's, he's killing it. Yep. The, the danger for me would be he might... I don't think he will play Origin, but maybe, mm, maybe he'd be possible. talked about. Yeah, he's possible, so I'd... So that's that's one risk. If is I he a blue? Climate blue, yes. yeah. yeah. Oh, he's yeah. got Ola Kawatu yeah, on the right as well. I believe he's on the fringe well, of the squad yeah. last season. He's, he's yeah. got to be close yeah. along with like Ola Kawatu it's him or and someone. I reckon him and Ola, one mm. of them two, will sneak in. They're both bloody good. Yeah. So what happened both? Yeah, I think there's a few good options there anyway. There's quite a few good pods around, I reckon. Maddie Kalamatangi spent a bit of time in the middle last weekend. What did you make of that? Obviously, Tatola's back this weekend, so it might, it might have been out of necessity just due to lack of middles, but... Yeah, it was definitely out of necessity. I think, as you said, we've got so many middles. Missing has been the story the whole year. Maybe it was, I don't think it was this, but perhaps he didn't mind going there to show Freddie that he's got a bit of versatility, that he can Smart. play 
Yeah, play in the middle, play on the edge. Obviously, I like him on the edge. He's if he if he's one on one with it, he's late footwork. He's he's just he's too good there. Um, I suspect he'll go straight back there this week because Matty is coming back in. Do you know who? Don't, doesn't like him on an edge. It's every little halfback in the comp. <laughs> he just monsters them. Yeah, <laughs> didn't like him when he played against. <laughs> yeah, so I, I imagine he goes straight back to the edge. Yeah, when we when we're looking, because I'm in the situation, I'm doing a bit of planning ahead and working out. Right, there's every chance I might need to be in a cheap front row forward next week. I went through just about everyone, and there was like. There are a few options, but you just needed another week to have a look at all of them. So I think I'm just going to stay really fluid in that situation. See what happens this weekend. Hum Sele was one that actually popped up at 312k. First game that you played one minute, so the break even still high. Second game last week, 47 minutes for 49 points. Uh, Totola comes back in now, but he's one that, like, they love him at the club. He's a good footballer, so maybe one that can fill that gap. Whoever it is that comes in, as we were saying, they don't have to do much, but if mm. they just punch out 40 next week with Stefano out or Take it. Uh, whatever it might be. Uh, anyway, my pod is, Spy, you briefly mentioned him, but Campbell Graham. Averaging 71 points this season. Now, the idea with Bunnies has always been to go to the left edge because they're so dominant out there, but their right edge this year has been outstanding. It's, it's terrifying to the opposition. Matty was saying before off-air that They've actually got one of the best defences in the competition, but only the third best attack in the competition, which is crazy to me. But the right edges look terrific. Alex mm. Johnson's now out uh, with a HIA, Hammy, mm. HIA. Right. <clears throat> um, so Tane Milne's going on that left wing. Not a bad spot to be for the next two weeks, or next week, I should say. But, yeah, Campbell Graham, basing 39 per game. Does it every season. The right edge firing, averaging 71. Has two lower scores, a 34 and a 41, but they are both against tough outings against Penrith and Manly, so some softer games coming up. Big fan of him. Softer games? He's got to run at Jacob Preston this week, mate. Mate, <laughs> oh. hey, looking ahead, don't panic too much. We meant the week after. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Preston's only... I, just, I, just, I don't want all this talk about the Bulldogs being a soft game. You guys keep... <clears throat> You know? Jake, how are your Reggie's going? Because they're all yeah, puns. Jacob Preston's the top of the table. Oh, you've Jacob Preston's yeah. the only uh, top squad <laughs> player available this week for them. Is he looking forward to captaining the club for the first time, or what? As, as much as I don't do doom and gloom for you, mate, and I've loved what the dogs are doing this year. With that injury toll, the game was in the wet the other night. It takes a bit more out. You have five day turnaround. Yeah, five day turnaround. Like it's things aren't lining up for you. What we said on the Bloke in a Bar podcast on Monday. Uh, go go out there, grab a case of bloke in a bar beer, best beer on the planet. Uh, that I can't remember. I was toying there, mate. No, I'm, you're saying, I I think you're saying it's a good distraction. It's, yeah. it's a tough game for the Bulldogs against Souths in those conditions on a Friday. Tough. Yeah, for sure. But I, you know, we'll have a go and yeah, it's an opportunity for some blokes coming in. Of course, you go into Jackson that game. It, mate, of course, you go into that game thinking, oh, we want the two points and we believe we can get it as you should. But we're just saying, like. If you get up there and show ticker with blokes out and, and you're up for the fight, that'll go a long way. Don't even necessarily have to take the two. That's the, it. the thing I like about that game and the Para West game this week is the <coughs> crowds will be big at both games, and I reckon that'll lift. Yeah, they'll be lift up. everyone. Like, so I think I think the crowd will lift some of the young blokes coming in from both sides. I mean, South Sydney also got some injuries still in the front row. Like, they were, mm. were both a bit skinny in the middle, and I think the West Tigers again for Dewey will lift. Off the back of that mm. that atmosphere on Monday, so we so. saw it last year. Every, every year they've played pretty well that yeah. game. I think they won the year before, or the year before that anyway. So I love that Easter Friday bunny jam. Uh, and, and you alluded to Teddy ads about an option as an alternative to those looking to antipod Reese Walsh. Mm. Latrell Mitchell at six ninety seven k. I know hard going to you with the doggies, but the doggies and then into the Dolphins who have injuries of their own. Look this I, week. This is the week. He to has do it. done some damage to us in the past, <laughs> oh, and. It, he had like 18 runs last week. He's only been he's only averaging 60, but you know four of his five scores have been over 60. Not a lot of attacking stats there. Break evens 116. If the Broncos draw wasn't soft, see so gave to your dogs ads, but the Broncos playing the Raiders this week. They're you know they're not exactly terrifying at the moment. Latrell. You just sense. I think he had two runs in the opening thirty or thirty-five minutes on the mm. weekend. I thought he must—he's just no good. And it looked like maybe he's trying to get himself through the eighty, carrying a bit of a knee or whatever it might <laughs> be. Because yeah, he had literally sixteen runs from that point yeah. on, and it might have been like, okay, he might have just clicked. If it wasn't, uh, if, if it wasn't one. for uh, <clears throat> the Broncos' run coming up, the break even of Reese Walsh, the break even of Latrell, 
I'd nearly just pull the trigger. Like, oh, it just it doesn't make sense. I think it's the play for anyone without yeah. Walsh. I'd do it now. Yeah, but without if you Walsh. Got Walsh yeah. If you got Walsh, it would be mad. To like, I wish it I would. Had Walsh, it would. The guy's yeah. The guy's killing it. Yeah. He's gonna. He's averaging nearly a hundred. Mm. Boys, hot topics of the week. We've already ticked off a few of them already, but Greg Marju, five eighty-one k, negative forty-four break-even. Like we said it last week, didn't we? He has potential to be a keeper at CTW. He's turned up the first two games, but also had a shocker of a defensive read, so job security was the issue. Look, he's playing this week. I, I think worst-case scenario is if he has a stinker this week, he gets dropped, but he'll still make big coin. Best-case scenario, in which case you flip him to, you know, Garrick or Kiraz, wherever it might be. Best-case scenario, you can lock in a keeper. What do you reckon, Spy? I think he's a... Is there a reason not to get him, or are we all just doing it because he just ticks everything? He's you know that's interesting because okay because he's ba- he's basically basing his sixties with runs mm. and tackle busts. <coughs> Knights look pretty good in terms of using the footy. Uh, Hastings obviously adds a lot to that. At that price, I'm so happy to own him. There's something in me that says don't do it, but everything else adds up and says just grab him right now. Um, it just depends who your centers are, but for me. Geez, hard to go past for that guaranteed and coin possible keeper. And that's what you, you nailed it there, Spy. You talk about... I mean, firstly, I still don't know Nico Hines, so I need to free up coin to get him next week. So that's a big factor. But secondly, my centres, Garrick, Val Holmes, Taruva, Toto. I know some have sold Val and Toto, but I'm very happy with them. And I just don't see that as a problem area in my side. I'm very happy with it. Then the three on my bench, Alamotti, Calm Pereira, Warbrick. Warbrick, Calm Pereira, they're both set to make a heap of coin. And Alamotti, salty non-owner. He was he was sorry, salty owner who played him in his seventeen last week. He was dogged a couple. Do you want me to talk about it? Because yeah, there's been about four hundred requests. It should be a change in the way they score. That was I I don't think it was the way they score. I think it was a genuine stuff. Like whoever did it just so the way it works. A I thought he was going to get it in updates, but. We've spoken about it before, but the fullback sweeper comes in. He technically created the three on two. The quality of ball from Alamotti was yeah. outrageous. So generally in that case, when the ball is so good from the centre, they'll override the sweep overlap factor. In this case, they didn't. So, I mean, people sometimes buy up about consistency. If anything, they were too consistent here. I'm like, guys, you've got to branch out a little bit. If it's that good a ball, give it to the centre. But that's basically the reason why it may have happened. Unless it was a mistake, I'm sure that you know, does sorry, You know what? Yep. I was actually thinking of a different one. <clears throat> so there was that one, which I agree, Spy. I would have given it... Um, it was I, a tip-on try, wasn't it? I would have given that try assist. Yep. There, there was one where he made a line break and ran like 30 metres, tipped on to Fox, who ran like another 20 or 30 metres, and he didn't get anything for it. Yeah, it was I'd like it was a genuine line break. Then I'm like, all right, at worst case, they'll think that he's given the line assist to, to Fox and he didn't get either of us. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, but in short, I think um, I'd love to do a segment in the coming weeks where I can pull a few clips up and review them because I've spent a lot of time trying to figure yeah. out how they do it. And 96, 97% mm. of stuff makes sense to me. I go, yep, that's why. It doesn't shock me. Occasionally something happens. I go, oh, I don't don't understand that can, one. Can you do the same for the kick and regather stuff? No, it's gone. That's wrong. It's all, <laughs> that, that, it's, it's that's all, wrong. I thought Matt Burton and Tom Deaton had clear kick they and did. regather. Neither have got points. Oh, there was so. a few. I don't care. They I've just got don't it, award I that. think on their checklist of stats, it's just not they on just, there. They just like, forgot about so it. So just forget about that one yeah. if you ever want it. Um, so... The spy, the spy's my. I message him every time I'm fifty-fifty on a call and can't work it out myself, or I want confirmation. Any uh, of those, one, and you're right, mate. Just about every single time. So, we'll have a look at integrating some some of those perceptions and and, and the way that certain things that are debatable are awarded in Supercoach into the podcast this season. Just going to work out the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure out how we're going to do it. But like, I love that stuff, and like, it matters. People bark, but it's yeah, a lot, it I like matter. to try and speak to people and say, "This is what happened." Because you're you're right. Mm. A lot of the time, mate, they just they've got their formulas, and they are pretty consistent. They're not that far off it, but yeah, anyway. uh, people just don't know what the formula is that they use, as they shouldn't, because no one would ever explain it. It'd be nice if they just came out and said, "This is it." It's quite a big popular game. Get someone from Fox Sports who does it to come out and just run you through some stuff. It'd be awesome if they wanted to do it. So Shout out. There you go. the uh, other concerns with Marju, look, there aren't a lot of concerns, but as I said, I'm just not really in a position to do it. CT Dub's not a problem area for me. Money's going okay anyway. Uh, they do play the Warriors this week. They're in great form, great form, albeit the first half, the edges were really, really leaky. Were. But 
goes into Penrith at home, as in Penrith, uh, I believe it's in Newcastle, and then they play the Cowboys away, Eels away, so it is a tough draw. The Knights, they've been good, but just not convinced. The thing, the reason I really like him is because I look at that Penrith game next week. Normally I go, oh, not real keen on that, but he, he'll score his 50, 60 in runs. Which is huge. Mm. Like Alex Johnson will play sometimes. He'll score two tries for 65. Mm. As he does that in work rate. So. Like Taruva last week. Yeah. I just can't afford him. I, I, I would, That's why. I would bring him in. But I'm 20k short of being able to bring in him and Hosking. So I, I can't do both without using a boost. And I don't want to use a boost. I've got a big decision later of how I get him, which we'll talk about. Yeah. We'll talk, talk about boost shortly. I've also got him in my draft side. So I've already got a bit of massive action, which I'm pretty stoked about getting Love it. Love it. Uh, if Adam O'Brien came out and said... I don't care how many tries he lets through this season, he's not leaving my team. I would probably get him before Nico Hines. But <laughs> just, oh, we've seen him do this before, many a time. And then he gets dropped the next week. Yeah. And Dom Young came back, it was unbelievable. He ain't getting dropped again. They seem to love Heimel Hunt. Mm. It, it's a curious one, but I think I'm going to take the plunge. Yeah, just I, given I, the I'm upside. not knocking anyone by him, put yeah. it that way. And look, yeah. I, I, I. You won't lose money, you're going to make money, worst case. Yeah, he comes yeah, out, scores yeah. 40, makes 100k go. Thank yeah, you. Exactly. Moving on. Yeah. yeah. So, look, I'm not knocking the trade yep. by any means. Uh, SJ, this is a trade I am going to knock. Negative 21 break even. One of the absolute great stories of Supercoach in the NRL this season is the resurgence of SJ. Twilight of his career, but going out in form. The Warriors are killing it. It's been so, so good to see. Six most traded in player. He's already at 600k. I know he's been sold this year, but we know he's got low scores in him. God forbid it happens, but he's also got the injury history. You've just got to go Nico and Cleary ASAP, don't you? Like, that's got to be your goal. And if you buy SJ this week, next week, like, you're getting one cash rise out of him because you've got to have, as far as I see it, you just have to have Nico and Cleary ads. Yeah, I agree. I've, I've got them both. I think they're, they're the must to have mm. halfbacks. And why would you bring him in this week to then move to Nico? You're just costing yourself a trade for a little bit of cash. Yep. And if you want to make that cash, <laughs> There's probably better options around to make that cash this week. So, yeah, I 100% agree. Look, SJ is my – he's actually my favourite ever player. If I did the top five, that the times I spent three o'clock Saturday Arvo, before I had kids especially, was just prime time of the week with SJ. Uh, but his injury history is just shocking, the poor yeah. bugger. So he may well stay fit all year, but even if he was available at 5'8", I still wouldn't get him because it's just yeah. – it's cruelty. him. It's like. just cruelty him in the past. I hope for the Warriors' sake he can stay healthy because it is so good for the game to watch. What a mm. story. Mm. Um, that post-match interview was awesome. He's just so happy. He's loving life, but you just I just cannot suggest going near him at it any point. It watching him against the Bulldogs. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he was so good. Yeah, he's he, was, yeah, he's he looks light. Like, oh, he looks, he, looks he hasn't looked that light and agile for a long time. So hopefully he can keep it going for a bit with just physically. Spy, yeah. Jacob Preston, 476k, provided he does play this week. They play on Friday. The doggy sell will know early. Negative two break even. The 108 and his rolling average. Is it too late to jump on? It's probably not. Mm. Not that expensive yet. If, gee, he looks like he could be a, excuse me, a season keeper. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm saying, mate. I'd, by no means, with he's made 260-odd K. might have been 270-odd yeah. K. So not a must but I don't think it's too late to Can't jump on if you're anyone. still keen yeah. what about ads Jack Johns name started lock again for the night 234k negative 36 break even is he a buy the, the issue there is unfortunately he's only available at 2RF not front row forward yeah if he was front row forward oh. I would I would jump on out of desperation but at second row forward I just think there's too many we've talked about this before right? there's just so much um, depth there I don't really want to move anyone. Well, I'm going to move one out of my side this mm. week, and I don't want to move on more than one. So no, he's yeah. old no. And, and yeah. is he going to be there in three weeks? So I'm like, who knows? Saifidi's due back soon. Adam Elliott's due back soon. Kurt yeah. Mann's back from HIA this week. He's only playing 40 minutes anyway. So yeah. no, don't get near. I, him. I don't think yeah. so. Not at two. Shame's not front row forward. Even then, I wouldn't be that keen. Uh, Spy, we spoke off air, Jackson Ford and Charles Nickel Clockstad. Ford 40 odd last week, but it was all in base. He played his 80 minutes. He'll play 80 again this week. Um, look, I think he's going to keep that 80 minute role. They love him there. They're winning. Why not? Uh, and Charles was good again on the weekend. They've both caught your eye? Yeah, well, I mean, Ford, a lot of people already own. Uh, what's the numbers there? Adzi? We'll have a look. But um, he, I don't own him yet. And I really want him in. He's just such value for what he's doing. If he plays 80 minutes, 
You can lock in a, a nice buyer coverage player who you don't have to pay in 17s. He'll cover a role if you need him to any weeks. Uh, and Chance is similar. That price, he's had his HIA game where he got about 17. Outside of that, I think he's gone something like 70, mm. 50, 70. He's tackle busting, offloading. If you need a downgrade in the centres, I don't mind Chansey. Or even if you're not, even an Alamotti. I mean, if you want to go to Chans, yeah, maybe yeah. it's a bit sideways. Uh, Alamotti is like a. <coughs> like, I'll be holding. I think there's more to come from. He's running about 18 times a game, but you know, you can see why people. My would. preference, though, for a Chans would be if you've got someone like. Hammer. Hammer or that, or like a Valentine Holmes, and you're Asaka. trying to find who's that, mate? Asaka. A lot of teams on Asaka, and yeah, like at some point he's going to come back to downgrade him for a heap of cash. He's saying that for a while, mate. <laughs> he's made us look stupid. Oh, no, well. But yeah, I, I just yeah. think don't overlook Chance if you don't know him. Just have a look if he suits your side. I think he's doing a good job. Dolphins pumped by the Dragons <laughs> last week, scored I think two tries. Yeah. Saka still turned up. <laughs> <laughs> so just on Jackson Ford, he's owned by fifty percent of basically a third of teams overall. Yep. But 50% of the top 20,000 pretty okay. early. So, so it's half I've half. got both those blokes and I'm, I'm happy to have them both, but I'm not, I'm not stoked. It's not like I think it's a game-changing advantage, but I'm not, I'm not looking to move them on either. I think they're both mm. slow burns. And I, I, yeah, I actually flipped. I, I initially had Jackson Ford in my trades la- this time last week, <laughs> up until actually Friday night I had him. And then when Hosking went nuts, I went, I have to get this bloke in. Didn't have room in my tour. I have to sort of bring him in this week. So I flipped the Ford trade, got in Schuster, who was probably going to come in anyway, free up a bit more cash. So I did that and brushed Ford. But yeah, I still think he's a solid enough trade there. Uh, got through all, all the main business there. I did want to note very briefly, Christian Welch. Spidey still own? I do. Um, going, I was looking at front row forward options. He's going well, mate. He, he had that weird week against the, the Titans where maybe, I don't know, something it was, happened. It was like 40 degrees. It was like 40 degrees. He played 20, 33 minutes, 25 points. Outside of that, 67, 51, 55, 55. Break even 31, 452K. Hasn't offloaded in three weeks, which... It's coming. It, it's concerning in one sense, but in another <laughs> sense, it's like, well, he's scoring well without it. Going good. He looks physically a little bit off the pace, which isn't a major shock after missing last season. Um, He's not quite as dominant in contact, which means he's not getting that offload as easily. Mm. If that comes, if he can add add his couple offloads, he'll be averaging in the 60s, which is awesome. So I'm stoked with Welchie. Um, If the question was, do you get him in if you needed to, I think he's probably only going to improve a little bit. His minutes are good. He'll keep getting fitter, you'd suspect. Um, Just hope you can add that offload. If he, goes, if he goes good this week and, you know, whips in two offloads, I don't mind Stefano to him next week or if you've got some cash in the bank, maybe one of your dud cheapies on the bench to him, Moali or something, say, or yeah. Pele. But, yeah. Anyway, guys, each round of the season we'll be producing an exclusive SC playbook market of our own through better. Very extremely, extremely excited that now we've got access to integrating official NRL fantasy markets. This week for our SC Playbook, Better Multi. Working around Latrell Mitchell, having a big run against the Doggies in round six. Apologies, ads. We've got $3.25 for him to score 50-plus official NRL fantasy points into Cody Walker, anytime try scorer. Loves that Easter Friday clash, Cody Walker. To follow along, you can find the link to the market in any of our articles at scplaybook.com.au or in our YouTube description. By going through those channels, it'll let Better know that we sent you, so that'll be much appreciated if you are linking up. Very important to remember that you win some, but you lose more. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.com.au. Boys, round six trades and skippers. Spy, I'll start with you. Okay, so a really interesting discussion point, boys. Um, my first one, this stage is uh, Dury to Hosking. I think it's a no-brainer. Uh, that is, it costs me about 150k to do it, but it just solidifies that back row mm. for me. To do it, though, I would have to go Valentine to Marju, which I'm generally happy with. I'm, I've spoken about it last week. I think Val's really solid this year, but they've got the Dolphins this week and Scotty Drinkwater's back. It very much worries me selling him this week. So there's a couple of options. Um, I can bring the boost in after saving one last week. Happy to have used my third at this stage of the season if it's beneficial. So I could do something like Teague Wilton down to forward, who I think is going to do not maybe not quite as good a job, but for the money I can make on that and bring him in. It basically means I could look at doing something like an Alamotti to Marzu. My issue is, and keep Val, my issue is what I want to do is bring... 
Jackson Ford in so I can go Stefano to Tuppany next weekend. Because that's huge. I know I said a lot there. But in short, do, would you... What's the last one to Tuppany? Stefano to Tuppany next week. I can do like that if I go Teague Wilton down to forward as a boost this weekend. And so on that, would that be brushing Marju? Val out, Marju in. Yep. To fund all of that. So I'll basically be getting Marju, Tarpany and Jackson forward. I'll be losing Val. I think I nearly probably have to do it. Uh, I'm only losing Val, Dury. How much cash have you got already? You must have a bunch of cash, do you? Because um, I'm going Dury up to Hosking. I have to use my cash oh, there. Yeah, right. uh, but there's a bit going on there. But the question is, that's where boosts come in is the big question. Do I use the boost to get ahead of the game? Because I want forward... But he'll go up in price this weekend. So if I wait, I won't be able to go Stefano up to Tarpany next weekend. So, mm. gee, there's a lot going there's on there. There's a lot there, going on. Yeah. yeah, look, I get it. And around the boost, I mean, I sort of looked at it and I'm looking at next week where I'm like, I sort of said early on, never force the boost. Like, you sort of look at it going, do I use the boost to get ahead of the game? Mm. I've said before, but I said I like to use my boost around Origin to get my squad back into shape <coughs> after the, the major buys, particularly the last major buy round. But I, I, just, I, I don't think it's right to force the boost because I'm going through my trades this week and I'm looking at next week going, I need to get Nico in, I need to get cash to do that. And I've got Stefano and Adam Dewey here on the buy. Now, that's okay. Two players on the buy is fine. We can hear that. They're in my two positions, I can't really afford it in the sense of front row forward and 5'8 being that I also have to play Isaiah Katoa next week, which, again, is, it's okay. Mm. But... I, I, need my thir- I need my boost next week because I need that third trade. So it's not a luxury or trying to get ahead of them. I need it. I just think they're the weeks to use your boost. And I think it shows probably, though, it depends on your team. Like, I've, I got Heinz early, so I won't need that next week. Timo, you do need it. Mm. Um, so I don't think there's a clear answer. How many have you used? Two. Two. I've yeah. used one. Um, used? I've used two, but I'm not, I'm not going to burn a third till buy periods. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I think that would be valuable to have around those buy periods. And, uh, and after the buy period. Like, at the, at, the, so. at the expense of a boost, are you, like, do you cut Val for Marju? I'm cutting Val for Marju, though, to There's afford... a part of the deal, but yeah. But it's also to afford Dury to Hosking. Yeah. Because oh, I don't want to keep Dury there for no reason. They maybe Dury get... to Hosking, sweet. Yeah, yeah, I, get, yeah. I, get so that. I get that. There's a bit involved there, but the answer to the question is this week, I've had a good look last night and today, I still don't know. Like, it's a, it's a tricky week. There's a lot of guys I quite want. I want Chance as well, but... You know, I'm just, I think the old Wednesday night review will come in very important this week because this, this is where it's by the, uh, the WhatsApp. Sub- Subscriber-only SC Paper WhatsApp chat. Your trades will be in there Thursday afternoon. I did the, yep. the Q&A that I normally do in the group uh, last week. I put it up on the SC Playbook, Spotify and Apple podcasting channel. So that'll be up again this week. Only questions from the subscribers, but I'll be dropping trades in there. Last weekend, when I changed my trades for Friday night after Hosking went good, and I flipped, did the Ford and choose to flip straight in the WhatsApp chat. Just so all in there. even Wednesday night when I'm sitting there, I'm happy. To, I often put my thoughts in there, just discuss mm. with the, the crew, and it's good. It's good chat. Copped a bit for a bit last week, then it came back, and it was some good banter. But uh, I love it. That WhatsApp's awesome. <laughs> uh, and what are your skippers, mate? Skippers, I think just Nathan at this stage. Um, I think Harry might be an early game, so he'd be an easy VC. He looked really good last week, which was good to see. Uh, very lively, but I think Nay's pretty hard to go past uh, at this point in time. Uh, your trades and skippers? I think I'm going to stick to one trade, so I'm going to go the opposite, mate. I'll probably do uh, Wilson to Hosking. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking at. I haven't really looked at skippers, mate. It's just a funny week, isn't it? I mean, I'll probably VC either Harry or Val. Yeah. Probably Harry. Just because Val just hasn't, I don't know. He hasn't lit it up yet. I'm, and I'm probably Captain Cleary, but I don't, know, I don't think he's a certain captain this week against Manly. It's a tough week. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. It's actually good. It's, it's good having Irons out. Yeah, exactly. And having tough games the other one. So, yep. But there are a couple of juicy matchups. But say, for example, um, the Broncos, I don't have, I know against your Raiders, but I don't have a Reese Walsh captain. Yeah. So I don't, I mean. I, I, think, I think Cleary would be pretty popular. It's also the 5.30 game, not. I love captaining in day games. I was finding I'm so much more comfortable with it. Yeah. It's just dry football. Like less less due to worry about any of that sort of stuff. It's I just find I don't know. I'd like to see the data out there for day games tonight, games point scoring, but I just feel like it's way better. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna go see Cleary, I dare say, against Manly in that one. I mean the Knights just put thirty two on them, so mm. I don't see why Penrith can't do similar. VC Val Holmes. Boys, a few questions before we wrap it up. Spy, question from Jaden. 
How do you deal with someone who thinks they are the best at supercoach? I mean, I, I sit next to Guru about three times a week and cop his shit, so you've just got to pull them into line, don't you? Mate, you do everything in your power to destroy them when you play them. That way <laughs> you just have to beat them. Focus solely, bring out your big guns, but you just have to beat them and then say, pipe down, mate, pipe down. But it's, if they're beating you, you're in a world of hurt. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing you can do, is there? <laughs> Just take him down. And even if you beat him in your head-to-head and then lose everything else, you go, hey, couldn't, couldn't get it past me. I was like... Doesn't count. <laughs> guru riding on my coattails and all last season, sitting there, what do I do? What do you do there? And then end of the season, I think I was about 500th, he was about 470th. I'm like, well, he beat me, so what, what can you say? Can't say anything. <laughs> um, question from Jacob Love adds... Tapney to Haas and Holmes to Marju. There you go. The one Spies asked part two. Are that two sideways or not? Oh, I think it's two sideways. Mm. I just think trades are going to be much more valuable towards the end of the year than making those trades, I reckon. Taps to Haas is way too sideways. That's a hard, the hardest now of the season. Like, yeah. Holmes is a genuine like, footballing gun. <laughs> and Marju, I know he's super coach friendly, but he doesn't even have job security. No. Like, so I think Holmes oh, and Marju is... Well, just saying that, they're other expert over yeah. here. I'm happy to go Holmes to um, Marju for the reasons stated previously. He needed the cash. Um, but cash, cash rises coming, work rate, all of that. Um, old, mate, old mate's going taps to Haas. Taps to Haas. Cost him about 150 No way. No way. I prefer Haas over Tarpano, but that's because I'm in <coughs> Team Haas. You guys are in mm. Team Taps. But I wouldn't be making that trade. I just nah. brought in Haas in the first place over Tarpano. They'll end up close, Taps and Haas. Question from, question from Gus Winfrey. Thoughts on trading Adam Dewey to Cody Walker? Can't afford Dylan Brown unless I burn another boost to two. Uh, look, I don't think I'll do it, but I'd be lying if Cody hadn't caught my attention. He's got 570k, two really good weeks in a row, about to make a little bit of cash, two good games coming up. Spite? I wouldn't knock it. Obviously, we know my thoughts on Dewey back at six, but if you want to have a crack at that one, there's worse things you could do. But you could watch Dewey on Monday and go, ah. What have I done here? Yeah, he's just... He started the... Really tough game. Sharks, Panthers, Roosters. But started the year with 30, 44, 42. He averaged 57 last year. I, <laughs> I just... I think it's one of them ones you just want... He's such a fun dude to own. Yeah. Because he's in everything. But my gut feel says probably not. Do his accumulation far outstrips what Cody does? Um, I, yeah. Question adds from Mike Roki is... Khan Pereira a play in 17s this week. Obviously got a nice matchup at home against the Dragons. Yeah, I was looking at that. I actually reckon he could be. I'm, I'm tossing up starting him. Mm. Partly because I want him to go nuts because... Cash. <laughs> the cash, because his break-even is like minus a billion. Uh, but the guy can score tries and and against the Dragons, they can leak tries. So Does no foreign concern you on the left edge? It does. So, But I mean, my alternative is I'm starting... Taruvu or an Alamotti, uh, you know they're not they're not locks for big scores. Yeah, I, well that's it. Like a yeah. tough game, it's manly. Come back to me in a minute. I'm going to check what, how many minutes Forum played a few weeks ago. Khan Pereira had five line breaks, I think, and Forum only played about. Oh, that was the game you heard. Okay, yeah. 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 Five yeah. Ask guys the next question. I'll check what yeah. his minutes. So were. it's I'd play Khan Pereira over Alamotti. I think the question a lot of people have will be him over Taruva. Mm. And I'm going Taruva just for his base. I didn't play Taruva last week because I <laughs> wanted to give myself a VC option. And mm. If I started him, I wouldn't have one. But, I mean, he, I've got him on my side, obviously, but he didn't score great for a guy who scored two tries. He only got low 60s yeah. with two tries in there. So, 22 minutes for, for Fozzie Foran. So, um, he basically played 58 minutes so without what, him. So, uh, what happened when that... When, so... Young Presto came on, Campbell. Yeah. Uh, he would have gone into 5-8. Brimson got hurt as well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so they're in shambles. Because so, then Aaron Clark went into the halves. Yeah, and he had five line breaks. So, so they can deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Fafita just Fozzie's hit him a couple everything. of times. Yeah. So he looked like a halfback. That was the best game. Yeah. yeah. I'm, um, I'm playing him over those boys. Oh, I'm similar. Yeah. And I just think upside versus... Fafita as well, right? Yep. So you're going that left. Upside versus left the Dragons. Edge. It's there. Yeah. So hopefully can grab at least one. Last question from Lockie Patton. One that I think... One that I think we've probably partially already answered, but at the same time, a lot of people will be asking the question this week. Hopgood, Ellie Katoa or Teague Wilton for the Hoskins cash grab? Ads? Well, I'm selling Wilton, but I can understand people selling any of those threats. Probably less so Hopgood because 
Mm. All, all the reasons we talked about before. Katoa, I mean, he obviously gets you more cash, and he's and he's highly owned. So I, I'm not. I just think he does have that more likely to get a hundred than Wilson. Yeah. So don't Wilson's sell, been pretty consistent. Don't sell Ellie Katoa. Nah, yeah. Hughes back. He's averaging seventy. Him and Hughes' combination is lit. He's a monster. Yeah. Well, I, I love owning him. Yeah, me yeah. too. Uh, Basing well. Teague versus Hopgood there, but I just want to say Hopgood could still just keep on keeping on. So I think it's Teague out of those three if yeah. I'm picking one. Yeah, I reckon Teague and then, look, if Hopgood does sort of kick it a bit and starts battling, might even look Cam Murray in a week or two. But I think what Hopgood's saying. That wraps it up for the SC Playbook Round 6 Supercoach Podcast. Spite, thank you, mate. Cheers, boys. Ads. Thanks, Phil. Good luck in your... Uh Oztag semi-final and hopefully grand final. Hopefully, yeah. If we make the grand final with no subs, mate, these lungs aren't going to go very far. Put gutsy. it that way. It'll be very gutsy, but we might just do it. Righto, guys. Right. Thanks for tuning in. Good luck this week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.